Hello everyone and welcome back to the Littlest Pet Cast. I am your host James and today we are looking at the episode Blythe's Pet Project. It begins in the pet shop where Blythe is brushing pepper on the counter. Mrs. Trombley walks in with a spring in her step saying she loves today and the weather and she props up a door and wonder why we have doors and windows in the first place. Just then a squirrel comes in and Blythe notices this and notices a bunch of other animals walking or flying in. Blythe says that, you know, sometimes it's good to keep nature out of, you know, where people live and work. But Mrs. Twombly ignores that and says that that's what's wrong with this generation. (laughs) They don't appreciate nature. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with you, Blythe, but just your generation (laughs) in general. (laughs) Those... Uh, oh, criminy. You know what? I was going to make a millennial joke, but I'm not sure if Blythe's a millennial or not. It's hard to pin down. (laughs) Okay, let's see. In uh, 2012, when the show started, Blythe... I'd say is about 13, if I had to put a guess on that. So, I mean, she's very late millennial, I guess. Actually, no, I'm I'm actually going to stop and look this up. Okay, so, wow... It is a bit hard to pin down an age range for millennials. I'd say that, like, the hard limit is 1999. So that's that's the hard limit on that. Anyway, so, yeah, Mrs. Twombly's complaining about how millennials don't like nature. But then, uh, Blythe shoots out the wandering animals and then points out that Mrs. Twombly has a bird on her head. After noticing this, Mrs. Twombly freaks out and wants the bird off her head. And she said millennial. <laughs> Uh, don't like nature. Uh, but, uh, like, the bird gets off, uh, the head, and Mrs. Tromley's still freaking out. And Blythe, Pepper, and the bird look at each other. So, yeah, this was all a delightful, um, thing that has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. But it sure was fun. Anyway, uh... Later, Mrs. Tomley is reading a driving guide, but is misreading it, saying that, like, to, like, work on the car, you have to, um, like, push on the wheels, 
But she says that that's not right, and then says, no wonder there are so many bad drivers out there. She's still complaining about them millennial drivers. <laughs> oh, Miss Twombly, you millennial blamer. But uh, it is at this point that we notice that she's not wearing glasses. Okay, you know what? I'm going to pause uh, talking about the episode right here. This episode is kind of weird and incoherent. And, like, if I just, like... I knew I, I know I usually, like, go from one thing to another quickly. But, like, I mean, this episode kind of broke me a little like at one point I was I stopped and said what is this episode like uh and also I'm a little bit tired maybe a little more tired than I usually am when I'm recording these I don't know it just feels really weird maybe it's also because uh like I'm not doing it like on the night I'm usually doing it. That's because, uh, like, Friday morning I have an important doctor's appointment. And, uh, you know, I just don't have time to stay up until, like, three or four to put a podcast out then. So, I'm just doing it tonight. This This just feels weird, but... Let's do it. This has not stopped me before. So, uh, yeah, as I said, she's not wearing glasses, which, no wonder, she can't read. Um, she looks over the title of the guide and can't read that either. And she laments her missing glasses, but then shrugs it off, saying she can manage without it. She then turns to a cardboard cutout... And asks him what he wants. Blythe is confused. And then points out that he's a cutout. But Mrs. Tomley still thinks he's real. And then keeps asking him what he wants. Blythe asks uh, if she lost her glasses again. And Mrs. Tomley says yes. She then Blythe then asks if she checked uh, her purse, the drawer, and the register. Mrs. Tromley says yes to all, and since she also checked the washing machine, the freezer, and the peanut butter jar. But did she check the popcorn? Okay, three people are going to laugh at that, and none of them listen to this podcast. So, anyway, Blythe informs her that, yeah, she has since moved behind where Mrs. Twombly is from where they were talking earlier. And, uh, like, Blythe is wondering if, like, she's really okay without her glasses. But Twombly says that if she can position herself just so, she can see fine. She does this on Blythe, 
but the image is still a bit blurry. Blythe says she might have dropped it in the trash when she was throwing out the trash. And uh, that she'll check the dumpster. Trombley says that that's a good idea. Have Blythe check all the nooks and have me check all the crannies. But then she wonders what a cranny is. So, um... Blythe is going through the dumpster and she finds some old Chinese food which she throws out because of the stench. So the squirrel that walked in earlier uh, asks uh, why she would throw that out. Blythe answers with because it's smelly and old and rotten. And he's surprised that she can talk to animals. Uh, Blythe asks what he's looking for, and he explains that he's kind of a treasure hunter. That until he finds what he's after, he doesn't really know what he's looking for. He then spots a hairball in Blythe's trash bag and goes for it. He identifies it as, like, uh, like an American with a hint of Himalayan, I think. I think. I didn't write that down. I... I'm usually better at writing this stuff down, but I thought I could get it done earlier, but it's about the same time it takes me. So I just rushed over it. Anyway, <laughs> let's continue. Uh, he then offers the cat fur to Blythe but Blythe doesn't want it. The squirrel says that hairballs are much more versatile than people realize. It can be a hat or just some insulation during a cold, cold winter. Blythe rejects again and says that cat fur really isn't her style. Uh, the squirrel just wanted to keep it anyway because he's cold. And then Blythe offers to name him Shivers, unless he has a name already. And he says that people just call him scat or get out of here. But he prefers shivers to all of that. So uh, they agree on shivers and Blythe leaves to go inside. Shivers tries to follow, but the door closes on him. Blythe then reports to Mrs. T that her glasses are not in the trash. Blythe asks her to retrace her steps, and Twombly remembers having them on when she visited next door. Blythe agrees to check on Sweet Delights and heads over to there. Blythe unknowingly passes Shivers on her way. Shivers tries to follow Blythe back into Sweet Delights, but the door is shut on him again. Okay. Fair warning, this part is especially weird. Like, I'll get into it more, but you have been warned. Very weird, even for this show. So, Blythe asks young me if uh, Mrs. Trombley lost her glasses here. 
Yangmi gets excited and tells Christy to break out the lost and found box. And she brings it out. And then it just becomes a song. Like like a like a song. Very show tuney, I think. I don't know. It's very hard to pin down. <laughs> so as I was saying earlier, this is like a very very weird moment. In fact, I might call this the show's big-lipped alligator moment. It it's a random like Las Vegas style song that just pops out of nowhere is presented with such gravitas and is not really mentioned <laughs> again it is very very weird young me is wearing like a feather cap thing like like you'd see on like a dancing girl and christy is wearing a magician's hat and they're explaining their love of the lost and found box in song like this is normal <laughs> like like i don't uh, th like the, the the box itself is also very weird it has a lot of weird things such as chewing gum grapes a lock of hair a signed picture of Abraham Lincoln, a shrunken head, a taco. The taco, by the way, is just in the background. It is not mentioned in the song. Everything else I said so far and more are mentioned in the song. And then back, back to the list. Cash and the Holy Grail. All of those are in a box in downtown city in a sweet shop <laughs> who leaves the holy grail behind nonchalantly like oops i forgot my holy grail let me check the sweet shop for it so, while all this is happening, uh, like, at the beginning, Blythe looks on and is like, you know what? I want to see where this goes. I don't care how weird this is. I'm not going to ask them to stop. So, they also, um, like, drag her into the box? And they shrink down in the box to get into the box some more. This is really hard to explain. And like by the end of it, like she joins in and is singing along with them. And it's just weird. 
I don't. I and and once the song is over anyway, everything in the box has been went through. There's still no sign of Mrs. Trombley's glasses. So it was just all for naught. Just that much weird, inane song for nothing except to show off the song. I'm gonna need a little bit of a break <laughs> because, like, just talking about that. I don't know. Alright then. So, Blythe comes back and reports that Mrs. Tomley's glasses were not next door, but then adds, if you like musical theater, go next door and ask them about their lost and found box. Which, I just realized... That was rehearsed and planned out and written in in the world of Littlest Pet Shop. Young, young me and Christy wrote, choreographed, and rehearsed this song about the lost and found box. It wasn't like like a spontaneous this might not have actually happened kind of thing. This was rehearsed. I don't even know what to say anymore. So let's move on to the rest of the episode. Um, uh, so, yeah. Once Blythe is finished explaining that to Mrs. Twombly, we notice that Shivers snuck in and is holding on to Blythe's hair. How? How is that possible? It seems like something that you would notice. I mean, this is the littlest pet shop, but how little are these pets anyway? I mean, it seems like they're smaller than usual, which, I mean, I guess is part of the show title. They're not just little pets, they're the littlest pets, but the littlest pet shop applies to the size of the shop, not the size of the animals, because the animals remain little even when they're in the largest ever pet shop. So, like, what is making these pets little? Is it the fact that they have autonomy? Is that the price they pay to understand and emulate human emotion on the level that they do? Are we human? 
Or are we animals? So anyway, Shivers walks into the day camp area and says hi to everyone. Like calling everyone sir or madam or in Vinny's case, tiny dancer. And then Russell talks to him. Uh, Like Shivers uh, introduces himself by saying that the girl outside named me. And the pets are all confused. And Shiver says that she did that because he's her pet squirrel. Uh, <clears throat> the pets are even more confused. And Pepper is seriously suspicious about this. Uh, Shivers mentions that Blaith is just too busy to bring it up. Uh, he's then impressed by the pet bed and the kibble and begins eating it. Zoe begins saying that he can help himself, but he finishes the words and the food while everyone just looks at him weird. Russell then gives him a brief tour around the place and shivers. Thanks everyone for making him feel at home. The pets look weirded out again. We then cut to a montage of shivers just being a rude boy and hogging the water dispenser from Pepper stealing food from Sunil, and stealing a pillow and replacing it with a rock from Russell. Uh, the pets all look at him suspiciously as he walks by, and Blythe walks in and asks what's new. Uh, they point at Shivers, and Blythe wonders what he's doing here. The pets say that Shivers says that he's her pet, but she denies it, and Blythe asks if he's still treasure hunting, and when he answers yes, she asks uh, if he can help her find uh, Mrs. Twombly's glasses, and Shivers walks into the store area with Blythe. Uh, Pepper is suspicious of Shivers and accuses him of stealing Mrs. Twombly's glasses. She then calls him rotten, like a rotten egg, and then goes on to explain how an egg gets rotten by leaving it in your pocket for a few weeks and watching it turn gray. So, um, in the play area, Minka is missing her paintbrush. Penny Ling is missing one of her slippers. Vinny is missing his headphones. And Zoe is missing her favorite lobster squeaky toy. Penny accuses Zoe of taking her slipper because she likes to chew on things. And Zoe accuses Penny of taking her lobster because she was near it. Penny then accuses Minka of stealing his headphones because she asked to borrow them last week. And Minka accuses Vinny of taking her paintbrush because he wanted to learn how to paint. So they all argue with each other until Sunil walks up in a funny moment in the show actually and then S Zoe accuses Sunil of making everything disappear with magic Sunil says that he did not do it because his magic wand is missing and he can't do magic without his magic wand except we like we know he can like use clairvoyance and we know he can teleport and use Hypno eyes. 
but but yeah i'd say making this disappear would need the wand either way uh they continue to argue until russell stops them and then pepper points out that she thinks shivers is stealing everything Pepper continues that the police won't arrest a squirrel, so we have to take matters into our own tiny paws. <laughs> the police won't arrest a squirrel. Maybe in taxes. <laughs> like, I mean, she says that so matter-of-factly. Like, of course the police aren't going to arrest a squirrel. Even if you bring him in, the police can't understand you. Only Blythe can. Well, maybe other people can. I don't know, but Blythe is the nearest person who can understand you. Anyway, um, in the shop, Mrs. Twombly leaves to run some errands and goes to grab her purse, but grabs Shivers, who is doing something with her purse. So Blythe notices this and then switches Shivers out for the purse and asks if she should be going out. Mrs. Twombly assures her that since she's farsighted, as long as wherever she needs to go is far away... She'll be fine. She tries opening the door, but she has to find the handle. But she covers by saying that she's just making sure it's earthquake proof. So Blaith takes shivers and says that he needs to be in the day camp if he's going to be here. However, the rest of the pets confront Blaith about shivers. Blaith asks why, and Pepper explains that he's a thief. And he's stolen a bunch of things, including Mrs. Twombly's glasses. Blythe defends Shivers, but Shivers goes missing. Vinny comes to the conclusion that somebody stole Shivers. Uh, Pepper says that nobody stole Shivers, and Vinny's relieved. Zoe is panicking about where Shivers is, and Pepper says, Do you forget sometimes that you're a dog? To which Zoe responds, I do, actually. So what, are they just becoming more human that they forget their natural abilities? Or is just Zoe that dense? I'm going to go with the latter on that one. Anyway, Zoe begins sniffing around, and through her sniffing, they find a hole in the ceiling which Shivers pops out of. Pepper confronts uh, him, but Shivers tries brushing it off. But, uh... Penny and Sunil are surrounding him. He's saying that he's just being a handy squirrel. But Sunil's wand drops. And Sunil picks it up and Shivers says that he's a great magician if, like, it just rains wands. But Zoe's lobster then drops. And Shivers is still saying that it's a dink. But then uh, Penny Ling's sandal drops and then Blythe begins being stern with him and then Shivers admits that he's been a bad squirrel. He's not really stealing things though. He's just gathering. 
Pepper points out that gathering other people's stuff is stealing. Blythe says that he has a problem. Blythe asks if he stole Miss Stromley's glasses and shivers. He doesn't keep track of his gathering habits. He then realizes that he does have a problem and then goes to cry about it on Blythe. And then uh, later, a little later, Blythe checks the ceiling but doesn't see Mrs. Trombley's glasses. So Blythe takes Shivers to the park. And Shivers explains that he does not know why he takes stuff. He's just been doing it. So Blythe explains that he should be gathering more squirrely things. And then transitions to one of my favorite jokes in the um show which it's a fantasy of what squirrel life would be like but it's a parody of my little pony called my small squirrel there's like a theme song that goes into it and there's like three squirrels and they are lavender, cotton candy, and multicolored stripe. And they talk about just making new squirrel friends <laughs> while the theme song is playing in the background. And it's just my small squirrel. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> uh I love this moment. Uh, you you bite the hand that feeds you, Littlest Pet Shop. You bite that hand. Uh, Shivers breaks the fantasy, and Blythe says that it won't be exactly like that, but, you know. <laughs> Shivers reluctantly gives it a try, and then Blythe leaves. So the pets are clearing out the ceiling and Penny apologizes to Zoe and Zoe apologized to Sunil, although Zoe's apology is a little backhanded because she says that Sunil's not a great enough magician to make everything disappear. But uh, when the book they're passing down gets to Sunil, Shiver shows up and disrupts everything. And uh, that disruption forces the ladder to fall down with all the pets on it. Pepper yells at Shivers, and Shivers says that this place is better for him. And the pets call Blythe, and Blythe returns him to the park. Blythe points out some other squirrels and what they're doing. And that Shivers should be doing that stuff with them other squirrels. Uh, Shiver says he knows how to do that stuff, but he's a bit bored by it. Which, I am wondering, why is Blythe trying to bring Shivers down to that level when he's, like, kind of an individual? He has problems. But, like, that, those, the answer isn't be like everyone else. Let's, let's work around your problem, Shivers. Although Blythe is just maybe a bit annoyed with Shivers at the moment because he's a thief 
and kind of a liar. And, uh, like, she just does not want to put up with his antics anymore. But anyway, Blythe asks him to stay, and Shivers promises to stay. However, when Blythe gets back, she sees Shivers, and Shivers says that squirrels don't really keep their promises, you know. So Blythe drops Shivers off in a taxi, which, you know, taxis allowing wild animals to ride in it. Actual wild animals. And, uh, like, Blythe asks him to drive back. And then when Blythe gets back, uh, Pepper asks if Shivers is gone for good, to which Blythe responds, yeah, he shouldn't be bothering us anymore. However, during the taxi ride somewhere, uh, Shivers managed to catch up and ride along saying that he has whiplash after the taxi ride. Blythe and Pepper are shocked. Although this leaves me with a different question than what they probably have. Does Shivers have, like, a super speed power that he doesn't use terribly often because he has whiplash issues? Like, is that how he got to the little pet shop before Blythe the second time and how he caught up with the taxi but he just you know can't go too fast too often otherwise like all of the bones in his body will like break because he's like like a nothing pound squirrel a literal nothing pound squirrel that can hide in your hair without you realizing it. So, like, he, like, he's not built for, like, insane speeds, I guess. So, let's continue. Uh, Pepper yells at Shivers, and Shivers looks sad. Blaise says that maybe we can find you a tree. Shivers says that he has one in the park, which exacerbates Blythe and Pepper. And Shivers asks uh, if he forgot to mention that, which he did. So they go to Shivers' tree. Pepper says she wants to see what's inside. Shivers says it's a bit messy, but Pepper walks in anyway. Pepper is surrounded by a bunch of junk and wonders if she should be impressed or sick. Shivers says that he warned her, but Blythe says it couldn't be that bad. So then suddenly, a tour guide squirrel is leading a group of other squirrels and is showing off Shivers' tree. And they call it the Devil's Mouth. Wet dog, cavity of gross, and that which must not be spoken of. The squirrels on the tour take pictures of it before moving on. So, my alternative to why 
Blythe would say just be like those other squirrels and stuff is because the evolution from pure animal to some human level autonomous animal is like a slow process but it's a process and squirrels are the latest creature to gain this type of autonomy and they're getting it faster than like all other animals have been getting it thus far that's why they already can guide tours and have as much personality as Shivers does. And that's why the rest of the pets look weird at Shivers. On top of him being generally weird, he's also a squirrel, and they aren't used to, like, a squirrel that can communicate on their level. So, like, mammals and reptiles first and bugs as well whatever this is this is just weird it's a weird theory but I'm sticking to it because it's funny so Pepper exits the tree and says that they're going to need a big old trash can so and sweet delights Young Me is filling an order for cupcakes of uh, three vanilla pickle cupcakes, three peanut butter sour cherry cupcakes, and three coconut zucchini confetti cupcakes, as well as three cupcakes that are just plain chocolate. This order is being filled for a pregnant woman, and the plain chocolate are just for her husband, who can't handle, you know, coconut zucchini confetti, or peanut butter sour cherry, or vanilla pickle. You know, normal flavors. Like, and it's like, at this point, like, the culmination of, like, the squirrel tour group, and, like, the lost and found box, you might have forgotten that already. And, like, my small squirrel. And now this. This is what, like, broke me. Like, what is what is this? Like, who who did this? Like, th- this upcoming scene. Like, why why is this happening? Like, who, who thought this was, like, a thing? That was okay. Because it isn't. It isn't. It's just... It, it's too much. It's too much. So Mrs. Twombly comes into Sweet Delights with some sporting goods, but thinks she's in the littlest pet shop because she can't see for crap. She says she stopped by the vegetable stand and got vegetables and smells a cricket bat and thinks it's a carrot. 
She then thinks the pregnant lady is Russell and gives her a pet treat. She then says she's running late for her driving test. She looks for her driving gloves and puts two cakes on her hands, thinking they're gloves, and then leaves. The pregnant lady is displeased by this showing, and Young Me nervously asks her if she wants anything else. Like, what, what is this show anymore? Or to begin with? Like, I don't know. Like, why? Like, this is not coherent. This is incoherent. I know I just said that in a different way, but I'm I'm still thrown about by just, like, all of this weirdness compacted into one episode. And as fun as it is, ah, like, sometimes it's just, like, a bit too much. This is, like, too strong a pot of coffee for me. Although that's a bad metaphor because I don't really drink coffee, but, you know, that's not the point. That's not the point in all of this. The point is, this is weird. This is weird and there's nothing to balance it out. In this episode. Like, last episode had a bunch of weird stuff, too. But, you know, that had, like... You know... A huge feminist thing that I talked about. To balance it out. And... Okay, whatever. Let's move on. Aunt Shivers' tree... Blythe drags a trash can over... And uh, Shivers is getting nervous because he doesn't really want to throw out anything because he's like, you know, a hoarder. And Blaze says that he'll never really need any of it and it's just trash. But he says he'll need a broken tennis racket to make a net out of the string and use a pole to hold up his roof. And he says he'll need a bunch of old cans to make a set of drums. But Blaze keeps tossing all of that stuff out. And Shivers is getting really, really nervous. Now, Blythe, Blythe, I want to point out here, why did you not grab, like, a recycling bag for, like, the cans and the glass bottles and any other thing that is recyclable? Why are you throwing it all in the trash? Come on, Blythe. From one millennial to another, I thought we cared about recycling, you know? So... Anyway, uh, Pepper pulls Shivers aside to kind of cheer him up by saying, uh, like, she thought Shivers was, like, an untrustworthy thief when she first met him, but now she knows that she he's just following his, like, squirrel instincts. A bit more so than the average squirrel, which leads Pepper to label him as just extra normal. That's about the least true thing I can say about this episode. 
but moving on. Blythe goes to grab more stuff, but can't find anything within reach. So she sticks her head in to see that it's basically all cleared out, but she can't get her huge head out of uh, the tree. Blythe calls for help, and uh, Shivers comes up with a plan. He goes through the back of the tree and pops in and uh, thanks Blythe for uh, clearing the place out when he sees that it's very clean. And Blythe says that uh, if you want to thank me, help me get out. So Shivers pushes on Blythe's head and Pepper pulls on Blythe's leg and Blythe pushes against the tree and, uh, well, she gets out of the tree just fine and falls over. But, uh, she took the hole with her and it's still stuck on her head just a bit. So, after, uh, getting the hole off off screen, uh, Pepper refurbishes Shivers' home. And, uh, he goes to have a look. Uh, he likes it a lot. And he starts crying. Pepper says that uh, if he's going to cry, she'll start crying as well. And, uh, like, Shivers thanks them both, and uh, they smile back. So then um, Blythe and Pepper head back into the Lilith's Pet Shop, and Mrs. Tombley is wearing her glasses and shows off her new driver's license. Uh... Blythe is glad that she found uh, her glasses, and Mrs. Tomley says that her glasses were in her purse under a bunch of acorns. Mrs. Tomley asks if that's strange, and Blythe says it gives her shivers, and then winks at Pepper. And thus ends the episode. Okay, I'm going to be blunt. I don't know. This episode was just... Just a little too weird for my tastes. But, like, it has its fun moments. It's just, like, too much, I think. I mean, I don't know. I'm not used to it. Like, I would be used to it in Phineas and Ferb. Like, Phineas and Ferb has a bunch of, like, weird stuff, but you're kind of expecting it. I'm not really expecting it in this. Partially because I think this leans more towards the MLP side of things, or at least it's trying to. But this just is a hard lean on the Phineas and Ferb side. And, you know, it's not terrible. It's just a little too much. So with that, I think we are done with this episode. So uh, thank you for listening. Be sure to leave a comment and a review on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Store, and where else RSS feeds go when they put cake on their hands to go to a driving test. And 
I will see you next time for the season one finale of Littlest Pet Shop Summertime Blues. Until then, see you later.